0: We don't have an intro, (laughs) (laughs) but we do have lots of coughing. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 120 of Have You Seen, which is an absolutely daunting number. Yeah, absolutely. Although it's taken us five years. Yeah, almost five years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that
1: that doesn't quite add up, does it? Yeah, there are some
0: podcasts who do that in a year.
1: Yeah, that's ridiculous.
0: But there we go. We have our own special pace. Uh, <laughs> <Sluggish>. We apologise. <laughs> hmm? Sluggish. Yeah, sluggish. <laughs> Speaking of sluggish, we apologise for not being around for the past few weeks. Um, there's very simple explanations for this. <laughs> yeah. um, he's in IVF round two. Yeah, um, and I was ill for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, with tonsillitis, which, according to my doctor, could have killed me. Yeah. Um, it ended in, well, ended isn't the right word. Somewhere in the middle, there was the first day I've spent in a hospital bed since I was born. Mm. Uh, I had a drip in each arm. I had steroid injections. I had all kinds of things. That's insane. Um, it was terrible. Uh, I lost 26 pounds in three weeks. And that is ridiculous. Yes. Uh, and then as soon as I had not quite recovered from that, yeah. I went on a holiday to Japan for a week. <laughs> yeah. Um, Now I'm back. I'm a different kind of ill. Yes. Uh, There may be unedited coughing in this episode. I think you just got to let it go because, you know, you're clearly not well. (laughs) No, I'm not. And on top of that, we can tell you now there's not going to be a show next week because (laughs) I'm getting sent to China for work (laughs) coughing all the way. Yes. Um, So we're going to try and struggle through this. Yeah. Which is the um, quite amazing collision. Yes. Of King of Devil's Island, which is a Norwegian film about, um, well, revolution at a Borstal, really. Yeah. Uh, and then Kung Fury. Yes. Which is batshit yeah. insane. Yeah. So, I think we should start with King of Devil's Island. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to try and find... <laughs> oh, there's going to be a lot of that. I'm going to try and find the pitch we were sent. Okay. Which I think... Facebook. Facebook. Right. Well... Hold on one moment, caller.
1: While while you're looking for that, maybe I'll just kind of give people an overview of what to expect from our schedule over the next couple of months.
0: That's a very good plan.
1: So as you may have noticed, uh, if you're a long time listener to our podcast, this time of year for us is generally quite busy in terms of work. Um, So not only is Kieran going off to China, um, I'm in the middle of the IVF round two, which means that I'm not necessarily around as much as I, I would like because I've got to be at home with my wife. And um, that's going to kind of take up most of our September. Once we get from September into October, we start to get into a lot of film festival stuff that we cover. Um, so the show's going to be a bit sporadic for the next two months, I would say, minimum. <laughs>
0: like it hasn't been sporadic for the rest of 2015.
1: I know. It's been a crazy year. Um hmm. So I think... It hasn't
0: all been laziness, we promise. No, 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 Only absolutely. a little bit has been yeah. laziness.
1: Um, so I, I think that um, we will, uh, when we're together in the studio, we'll try and do the shows as best we can. Uh, I think if I'm off with IVF stuff, at least we can try and do some Skype ones. Um, you know, we prefer to do them face-to-face. Yes. But in interest of just keeping things moving, I think we should do... Do some yeah, yeah. Skype ones probably sort of the end of September, beginning of October. Um we'll endeavour to try and keep you updated. We've been pretty lax at doing that.
0: Yes, I've been meaning to. So like, oh, yeah, I could tweet I today well. about why we're not doing a show. And it's like, no oh, here I am I'm puking again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <coughs> yeah. Which I'm um, not doing anymore, by the way. The puking's over. It's mostly coughing and trying to get back 26 pounds from (laughs) someone, While not putting it back on in the wrong places. So I can keep the nice flat stomach that I've ended up with (laughs) from this illness. Um, But I would like the clothes I bought in Japan two weeks ago to fit me again. So I found the pitch. Excellent, okay. Uh, Marta Miras wrote us, I probably pronounced that horribly wrong, my Norwegian accent is <laughs> Uh wrote us a very nice message on Facebook, uh, being very complimentary about mm. our show. <clears throat> yeah, And then after five minutes of that, she gets onto her pitch. Yeah, And it says, I've been trying to find, so hard to find a copy for you to guys, t- uh, well, you know. <sighs> uh, Richard, that that's you failing to read, not her yeah. failing to write. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been trying so hard to find a copy for you guys to send with English subtitles because as a Norwegian, I have to pitch a Norwegian movie.
1: Excellent.
0: I couldn't find a copy with English subtitles, so I can only hope you can find it, watch it and talk about it. Well, we did because, helpfully, it's on one of the many Netflixes we have
1: yes. access to. Yeah, and it was also shown on BBC4.
0: Oh, did you watch your BBC4 version? Because I, I wasn't yeah, able yeah. to record it. Oh, fine. Yeah, well, that's what I watched. Yeah. Okay, well, I watched with Americanized subtitles. Oh, okay. Right. In Norwegian, it's called... <clears throat> Kungan av Bastoy. I listened very carefully. Yeah,
1: that's that's pretty good.
0: In English, it's King of Devil's Island. Yeah, it's based on a semi true story. I'm into research and find out exactly how true. I would. I just didn't have time because I only finished watching this like half eleven. So I I did a quick flick through some Mm. research,
1: and I would say it's. Um.
0: Go for a percentage.
1: Yeah, that's what I was trying to come up with. I would say. 60 to 70 maybe well, in terms of ratio like in terms of the actual historical events mm-hmm. um, obviously they've created characters mm. within that uh, and i would i would say that you know their experiences of what it is like there is probably mm. fairly accurate as well it's just obviously the like the some of the characters are just made up i think there is um, um
0: there is cine footage at the end Yes, from there is. which they have constructed shots that are in the movie.
1: Yes, yeah. yeah. So there was quite a bit of documentation. Yeah, surrounding it. Mm. So I mean, I think uh, if you um, if you read up on it, they've they've, they've used the usual creative license, mm. like um, you know, in the same way Peter Morgan does with things like Rush yeah, and Frost yeah, Nixon, yeah. Uh, you know, or like Apollo Thirteen or mm. whatever. It's that similar kind of vein where you know. To make a compelling movie, you've, you've got to take yeah.
0: a bit some of structure. Tru- some things need squishing. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, it, I would say it's
1: reasonably representative. Mm. Well, Martha says, uh,
0: the island is real, the place is real, the story, God knows what happens there, so maybe. <laughs> it was a place they sent trouble boys to learn some manners. That's putting it mildly. Mm. This was in 1915. The conditions were hard and the discipline worse. The story evolves mostly about a boy called Erling, but Ivar and Olav are also very central. The warden governor is played by Stellan Skarsgård, and he plays so well that I truly hate him. Mm. Uh, I won't tell you any more. I think, especially going without revealing me too much, as I'm a person who does that way too often. I hope you will like it. So there we go. That was our pitch. Um, and the story, kind of, I don't know if you felt it too. I felt it kind of, it weaved around quite a lot. Yeah, it doesn't really stick with one character story because I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Erling and Eva all the way through. But then yeah. it kind of, towards the end, it branches off into this Olaf kid's story. Because yes. your eyes, your your approach to the island... Is Erling, is, really. Is Erling, yeah, yeah. Uh, on the boat as he comes to the island, mm-hmm. for his sentence. Yeah. Uh, and Olaf is already there. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, I actually found it quite hard to tell who was who for some time. Right. Because, it's going to sound so offensive, it's a bunch of funny-looking Norwegian kids.
1: <laughs> right. All
0: dressed exactly the same. Yeah. And even the lead boys, yeah. apart from perhaps the ears on Ivar, yeah. they don't really have distinctive facial features. Like, like there's a, there's a kid in it who I thought looks quite a lot like Erling. And I got, when they were in right. scenes together... I You're got confused. confused as to who was See, who.
1: Yeah, I I didn't have too much trouble with that. But you, are, I mean, they're right. They're obviously part of their part of their. Uh, I don't know what you call it. Educate. It's not well, really they get edu- there and immediately like, I their identity they're,
0: and their humanity is strict.
1: Exactly. They're, they're a number and they, they are made heads, to look
0: the same. Haircut. And, yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And well, <laughs> I put you can tell who's been there the longest by how much their hair has grown back. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because there were some kids with some long bowl cuts. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah so they get there they have their everything's done uh, uh, Ivar and Erling immediately become C5 and C19 yeah Uh, C19 immediately has designs on escape Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and the governor's wife really doesn't like him being there no and the rumour around the camp is that he killed someone and that's why he's there yeah do we ever find out you don't find out do you Um, What exactly what he did to end up on the island other than he's an insubordinate little shit
1: no I think you, I think he do I think he does. Say, I don't uh, remember. Be, it's, it's been a while since we watched. Because obviously we were well, no, it hasn't
0: for me. I, I finished like half eleven last oh, night. Did you? Yeah.
1: Oh, I, for me, it's been like two or three weeks because we were planning yeah. to do the show, yeah, and yeah. you got ill and so on. So. But um, I, I thought he did reveal at some point <clears throat> whether he did or didn't. I think it was one of those things. It, it was a bit of a, a misunderstanding. Mm. It was if if he did do it, it was more manslaughter than murder. Murder. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. Oh God, I'm sure there's a scene where he talks about it. Maybe I'm maybe I'm
0: getting it wrong. I don't know. There's there's a few people who try and get the information out of him. Yeah, but I don't remember him giving it up. No, maybe not. Um, I don't. I've seen Stead and Skarsgård in a lot of things. Yeah. He's Swedish. Mm. I've never seen. I don't think I've ever seen him act in his native Swedish. I've seen him do English in loads of things.
1: Didn't most of his Swedish movies, like you know,
0: were they his, his like his, yeah. the Todger out yeah, phase? Like his his. Uh, well, he's a Scandi. Swedish erotica. He's a, he's a Scandi. They're not afraid of getting their kit off. No, I know. In general.
1: Well, how many kids have you got? Nineteen. <laughs> Nineteen.
0: It's something like that. <laughs> it's not. It's,
1: Wait, it is. It's me, It <laughs> is. On. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> I swear
0: he's got, like... Stellan Skarsgård, Wikipedia. I swear he's got loads of kids. He does have a lot, but I don't think he's married. They, uh, six, eight. He has eight children.
1: Eight children, okay. I thought he had more than that.
0: Gonna be the idea of Walter. Right, hang on. Alexander, Gustav, Sam, Bill, Volta, and then Ossian and something... It might be Kolbjorn, but I'm not even going to try. So the first was in 1976. Right. The last was in 2012. Yeah. Busy man. Yes. Busy, busy man. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I was thinking this is him again acting in his non-native tongue. Yeah. But a different one to his usual non-native <laughs> yeah, that's tongue. That's true, yeah. So polyglot still Skarsgård. Yeah. Um, where do you want to go? Well, what do you want to talk about? What have you well, got? Well, okay. I mean, so to expand roughly on the plot that you,
1: you've kind of gone over already, you have these kids. One of them is this troublemaker.
0: Um, Your A story is he wants to escape.
1: Yeah, and, and basically, you kind of feel like it's an escape movie, which ultimately ends in him almost leading a revolution against the guards. Yeah, and and it's and they effectively the kids take over the school. Yeah, uh, and then the army are sent in to quell the rebellion. Um which seems like a huge uh escalation in force. Yeah. That's why But it happened. Yeah. I mean that is a, that okay. actually happened. Um the B story is with I, I Ivar, C5. Ivar, Yeah. um who is effectively being abused by one of the masters. <laughs>
0: well, I wrote C five is obviously getting bummed by House Father. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um and that, that kind of runs through as well as to how they deal with it whether that like the boys know it's happening and who do they tell and and what happens when they tell people yes which
0: stuff. is kind of where olav who is c1 yes who is the he transforms doesn't he or well, he's kind of he's they call it the, uh, the, he's they call fe- it? the he- barrack leader he's head boy yeah. if you like
1: but he's he's effectively your he's effectively danny glover to Erling's Mel Gibson. <laughs> Isn't he? Because he's, he's he's just waiting, he's waiting to get out. He's, he's like, he's like too yeah. old for this shit, nearly nearly out. He's coming up for his parole. Yeah. So he's got to tread really carefully. Like yes. he can't rock the boat because they can just say, well, you're staying here. Yeah. So he's in a very precarious position, hmm. uh, which makes it very difficult between him and hmm. Erling. Um so I mean, that that's kind of the, all the basics of the story kind of covered. Yeah. But I have to say, I thought it was incredibly well acted. Yes.
0: I mean, the, there's the, not a bad performance in the whole thing.
1: They are. I mean, like even the young guys are really, really good. They really carry that
0: movie. Like they really like hold it well. I noticed the end credits. Mm. Skarsgård, the biggest star in it, yeah. is third build behind the, the two boys. Uh, be, behind, really? um, yeah.
1: Because, I mean, Skarsgård, yeah, he is, well, for us, he's the name.
0: Yeah. Um, but I, I think him being in it helped this get made, because did you right. see the amount of production companies and funding bodies yeah, at the Yeah, it quite a lot. Unbelievable.
1: Yeah. It's um, beautifully shot as well. Mm-hmm. As most of the Norwegian stuff we've watched is, actually. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, a lot of Scandinavian stuff is.
0: <laughs> the other Norwegian stuff. What, you mean Dead Snow and Dead Snow 2?
1: And Troll Hunter and, Oh, I've got about Trollhunter. And Kontiki.
0: Oh yeah! Wow, Trollhunter was ages ago.
1: Yeah, so we've done quite a lot in Norwegian yeah, okay. films. Yeah, we have. You know, but then you know, expanding that to the rest of Scandinavia. I, yeah. I do wonder: is it, it like if you go to Scandinavia to shoot something, will you just get amazing footage? Like, is it is it inherent to the location? Could you go and shoot a bad-looking film there?
0: It's I'm like not the, sure you could. Like, it's like the way most Hollywood movies look the way they do because the light is definitely different in California.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Because, I mean, they all have that kind of really, like, nice, Mm. cool tones. But, uh, you know, not... I don't know. uh, It's just osmosis when you get there. Maybe. Um, uh, Yeah, so, I mean, I kind of... uh, uh, From a a filmmaking point of view... Mm. It's amazing. I think it's really, really good from like the content point of view. Again, I think it's it's really good, but I like it makes me think wonder about the actual people that were there, mm. and you know, did they did they come out more traumatized than they went in? Because it was a pretty brutal existence. Well,
0: yeah, yeah. I I wrote this is another one of those films that I I don't necessarily like it, but I respect it. Right. Yeah. You know, I. Just, there's not a bad performance in it but I don't think I needed to see it I right. don't think I need to see it again right. and I can't imagine it sold that many DVDs no I know what you mean unless it's to the kids parents
1: yeah yeah no I mean I thought it was a really really good film um, mm. but like you say, the subject matter is pretty tough
0: yeah it's not an easy watch no I can't imagine it was any fun to shoot no no uh, although yeah. well, know, I'm that- sure Skarsgård talked about it because I think we said before yeah, I shot, shot the, the, junket, the, the junket for this when yeah. when it came out over here and I'm sure he talked about what they did between takes to kind of keep the mood light right. and that kind of thing, because you'd have to. Uh, absolutely. It's like a list. Somewhere there's yeah. got to be loads of outtakes of, like, Ray Fiennes fucking up his <laughs> Well,
1: yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's bizarre because it's, you know, the, those boys really kind of hold together those performances mm. throughout. I and, mean, I mean, it must have been really, really tough. And, mm. you know, they're made to do things like, uh, you know, Chop down trees and eat rotten fish yeah. carcasses, and you know, pointlessly move rocks about. Yes. And, oh, it's, I, it, I mean, it, I can't imagine what it must have been like to be somebody who was there. Mm. And there was one line you know, that I think prison's was,
0: not supposed to be fun.
1: No, I know, but it, it obviously not. But it, I mean, there's, 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 prison and detention, and then there's brutality. Mm. And there's a line that Stellan Skarsgård uses which mm. is um he he says cuz i think um the housemaster hits one of the kids
0: he hits a lot of the kids.
1: He does, but then he's brought into the headmaster and, uh, and uh, to Stellan Skarsgård. I wrote this as well, yeah. And he says, "Discipline without compassion is just cruel." Yes. And I was just like, "Well, hang on, where's the compassion?" It, this to me just is yeah. just brutal. And there are moments where you kind of think that St- Skarsgård, oh, maybe he's, maybe there is a bit of compassion. And he like he 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 talks to people in a certain way, mm. it, particularly um, Olaf. Mm. when it, when he's kind of getting ready to go and mm. he, and he talks to him in quite a almost proud way that this boy has turned out the way he wants yeah. before olaf kind of realizes that he needs to stand up for ivar
0: mm. um well oh, there's a point where olaf feel, feels like cuz they talk about the death of ivar yeah he um he um Basically, he's the weak kid. He's getting yeah. done by the house father. Yeah. And the compassion is, um, on the governor's part, he takes him off the laundry duty, which is where the bad yeah. stuff is happening, and puts him back out in the forest. But he's not yeah. strong enough to work in the forest with the other kids. Yeah, uh, And he, the master who works out there basically says, you're getting sent back to the laundry room. Yeah, So he runs off. Uh, and you think it's an escape attempt, mm. uh, but they pull his body out of the sea and find rocks in his pockets, yeah, but the only two people who see that are the governor and oh, Erling, uh, yeah, um, the governor tries to cover it with Do, the boys as an escape attempt.
1: Does Olaf see it as well? No,
0: no, everybody no, else is doesn't. dismissed, yeah, and the where was I going? Where did I start? <laughs> Because I've had to explain all of
1: this, and I, I can't remember where I began. No, my memory, like the last couple of weeks, has been awful, so Brilliant. I've forgotten as Brilliant. well.
0: <laughs> um, if some, probably, something to do with compassion.
1: Yes, that's what it was. It was the cruelty, uh, d- discipline without yes. compassion. Yes. Okay.
0: So when, um, yeah, the, the 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 compassion part is before all that. Yeah. Uh, when the governor comes to, um, Ivar mm. uh, under the guise of seeing how the hand he. Cut to yeah. get away from the master yeah. is yeah. healing up, uh, and he says, "Okay, good. Well, we'll take you off laundry, and you can go and work with your friends. Yeah, if you feel strong enough, we'll send you out to work in the forest. And yeah. that's his compassion, taking him, sending Eva away from from the abuse. Yeah, to unfortunately, ultimately, his death. Yeah. But it probably seemed like a good idea at the time. Yeah.
1: Well, there's there's kind of a moment where uh you think, oh, they f- they f- he's finally understood." how evil this housemaster is and you see them see the housemaster get thrown out of the school and then later on you find out he just went away for a week and actually he's come back
0: yes but i think what played a part in that is um there's he the housemaster broughton um Makes a counter accusation of financial impropriety.
1: That's right. Yes. Yeah.
0: Which is what I assume to have played a part in him bring b- brought back.
1: Right, right. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I was, saying, it, it is interesting interesting to me how uh, you have Stellan Skarsgård react reaction to the allegations of sexual abuse, mm. yet no kind of thought about the physical and mental abuse that they inflict daily
0: yeah that's true
1: it's you know it's a very uh, and it's almost it you know you it's almost like there's this there's a line there and it's like well hang on a minute all of this that the whole concept of that place is abusive Hmm. and you know it, it it's um it's one of those really weird separations in a in a brain where you've, where you've kind of got to the point where you think well this is okay but that's still wrong mm. when actual fact well everything's just wrong mm. it's a weird moral
0: compass it is so eventually there's a revolution yeah um where does it where and how does it start it starts with the reinstatement of the housemaster yeah which is olav's last day And as he's leaving to get on the boat, he basically turns round.
1: And runs back. And runs back. To beat him.
0: attacks him, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which ends in a little fight, and three of them end up in weird little cock cages. Yeah. Which didn't look fun at all.
1: No. So they're they're kind of shoved in a cellar. Yes. uh, And they are literally in cots with with, with, a, with, a bar with iron roof doors yeah. over the top and they are locked in and yeah. they can't get out and they're uh, left there in the
0: cold. And Yes, they are helped to escape by... I've no idea what he... I can't remember what his name was, but he's kind of like the caretaker guy.
1: Oh, yeah, the and he was a Eagle. former pupil. Yes. Yeah, it's something ended. like Igor, isn't well, it? Well, no,
0: but he looked like the, eager, the Frankenstein's yeah, Igor yeah. of the island. No, but his name is something like that. Oh, okay. Probably should have paid attention. Yeah. Um, they're helped to escape uh, and... They set off after Broden. Yeah. Uh, there is more violence in shoes. Mm. The rest of the school joins in. Mm. People are hit with shovels. Um, and then we run into what I called – oh, uh, the same kid runs over the same table three times in the uh, – <laughs> okay. when when there's a shot in the yeah. dining hall. Uh, and then we run into what I call the structural floors. Right. Um. What's his name? Broughton the house father gets chased into a barn where he locks mm. himself in yeah. and he doesn't realise the eagle guy is behind him. Yeah, uh, He insults this caretaker guy yeah. and gets bashed in the face yeah. with a bit of wood and he then opens the barn doors and lets the kids in to kick the shit kids out have, of yeah. Broughton. Um, if I was writing this, mm. I would have set that in a different place because the barn... Does, has not appeared at any point during the story that's, so far. Yeah, and then they burn it down. And yeah. wouldn't you want to make a symbol out of that? Wouldn't you want the barn? So, I, to me, it would have made more sense in the boathouse because that yes, being absolutely a part of, uh, Yeah. they do need the boats later. But I'll get yeah. to that. But I would have had that set in a location that meant something. Yeah. So they're burning down or the something. laundry. Yeah,
1: burning down something symbolic. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um,
0: That's what I thought. It's the only reason is like maybe the laundry room's out there, but I don't think it is. Yeah. Um, Olav doesn't get to have his moment with Broughton. Really? No,
1: because he gets dragged off, doesn't
0: he? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he should have been the one to knock him down, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I also thought it was very strange that it, we talked about this at the beginning, that it, essentially starts with one character story and ends with another yeah it does it does
1: well it, Which
0: it is does what and I meant it doesn't it, the kind yeah of it kind of adds plot. in
1: well, i guess you kind of erling is supposedly your introduction and your eyes yeah through it but then you kind of watch olaf's story progress yeah and i then guess by so. by the end they're kind of in like together and mm. it becomes their story as they try to escape mm. across the lake.
0: And then they get to, the basically the only member of staff they don't beat is the governor. Yeah. And they have enough respect to let him pass and he gets on gets on a boat and leaves the island. Yeah. Mrs. Governor having already left, yeah. had enough of this business. Yeah. Um, and we get to the scene that I thought should have ended it, mm. where they're in the governor's office and the phone rings and Erling picks it up and it's, some authority on the other end. Yeah, the, the end. army are coming. And he said, and he says, "Was it? whoever it is lieutenant? No, you're not high enough. I want to speak to the king of Norway. Uh, tell him it's the king of Devil's Island." Yeah. End of movie. Yeah. However, there's then another twenty minutes after that.
1: Yeah. It's because I guess, really, if you think about it, the historically significant event is is the rebellion and and the army going in. Yeah. So I suppose. You know, if you're making a movie about this, that's that's got to be in there. I suppose so. But it's in, like you say, it's interesting that that you've got all of this great character story mm. up until that point, and it's kind of just shoved into the last half an hour mm. almost,
0: and then it ends like Titanic. Yes. Only without a selfish bitch on the door that could easily fit two people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because they they realised uh, there's three the army comes in but three of them manage to make a little break for it. Yeah. Um, Olav, uh, whatever, Erling, and um, the kid who looks like Erling but isn't. Yeah. He looks a bit like a chubbier version. Yes. And he yeah. basically causes a distraction, sacrificed himself mm. um, so the other two can escape because mm. they see a moose, a stag, or something or other, a CG something or other in, in the uh, forest that I moose. couldn't quite make up. Yeah. Uh, and reason that it must have Walked. walked there across the fr- frozen fjord yeah so they take off across the frozen fjord um, Erling unfortunately goes in and goes mm-hmm. under yeah despite Olav's attempts to save him yeah uh, and then we cut to Olav on a ship
1: living the life that Erling had as a
0: whaling sailor yeah end of movie
1: I, I mean I genuinely, I think it's a really really good film <clears throat> It's just bleak. Yeah,
0: very bleak. You know,
1: and I, and I think sometimes it, it's good to see stuff like that. It's like Schindler's List, an amazing film, but it's it's bleak just because of the subject matter. Yeah, never seen it. Yeah, it's one I've kind of. I only watched it recently. Mm. Oh, we should. Uh, it might be a good one to cover at some point because it is really, really good. But <laughs> when you hate me, uh, you know, I, I I I'm aware it's you know we've got pick and choose timing, mm. you know, but it's. Yeah, sometimes you gotta gotta see movies like this. I think.
0: Yeah, I learned some Norwegian from this film. Did you? Yes. Excellent. Get out. Go on. Kom ut. Okay. Yes, a little better. Yeah, a little better. (laughs) (laughs) I love the way Scandinavian languages sound. I'd love. I'd really like to learn just just one. One will do. Yeah,
1: it's funny that I. I've noticed that when you have Scandinavian tourists in, in London, mm. it's, it's often like you just think, oh, these, these people near me are talking in English. I've no idea what they're saying. Cause yeah. like it sounds that the, all of the sounds are very similar. Mm. And then you think, what, what's going on with my brain? Why don't I understand <laughs> this? And then you realize it's a, it's a Scandinavian language. Yeah. It's, Cause it's so similar yet so different.
0: Mm.
1: I find it quite nice to listen to.
0: Yeah. I like it too. Um, should we move on to Kung Fury? Yeah, because
1: you know, there's a segue.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Kenny Vengeance pitched this. Yeah, uh, I don't have his pitch to hand, right. but it's basically watch Kung Fury. It's mental. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I did about four weeks ago now. Right. So I have notes, but they don't necessarily refer to anything I remember. Right. How do we? Where do we start? Because you, you'd never heard of this. No, no I hadn't heard Despite of it By it being all. an internet phenomenon. Yeah. Uh, knew nothing about it it's, it's a crowdfunded I'm going to have to f- do some uh, hold on a minute it was uh, crowdfunded and uh, I'm trying to find the nationality of the dude who made it. oh Swedish. Swedish
1: yeah it's a 30 minute short yes
0: it's on YouTube free to yeah. watch on YouTube uh, for some reason you can download it on Steam which is weird because that's a video game delivery platform mm. um, a 2015 Swedish martial arts comedy short film written directed by and starring David Sandberg it plays homage to the 1980s martial arts and police action films. Uh, crowdfunded through Kickstarter, uh, blah 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 blah. The original target goal was two hundred thousand dollars, and he raised six hundred and thirty thousand dollars. If he if it had been made to uh, if he'd made it to a million, uh, he would have made it a feature film. All right. So yeah, this is six hundred thousand dollars worth of yeah insanity. Yeah.
1: It's uh, my, one of my main kind of notes. Is it's basically Miami Connection, but
0: with better visual effects. Yeah, apart from one scene which has terrible green screen. Yeah, the bit where they go to the uh, 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 the police in the police chief's office is yeah. really bad. Yeah, everything else is really good. Yeah, in a bad way, in a cheesy way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think interestingly, I think the biggest problem with this is it's too long.
0: Yeah? Yeah. I think... Like I said, it's been a month since I watched it, so I don't remember.
1: I, I think if this had been either just a trailer mm. or maybe a five-minute short, it would have been amazing. But I, I think it kind of... It wears a bit thin over the course of 30 minutes, mm. even though within that 30 minutes there's some brilliant stuff.
0: There's some great stuff. Like my first note is about uh, the uh, this arcade machine comes to life yeah. and starts just terrorising the town. Yeah. Uh, it runs low on energy, but it's next to a parking meter, so it just smashes it open and feeds itself quarters out of the, <laughs> yeah. out of the parking meter. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, it needed to be four by three.
1: Yes. It's, the yeah. wrong, it's
0: shot in the wrong aspect ratio. Yeah. Uh, I do love like all the VHS tracking interference and stuff yes. all over it. My,
1: I have to say, my, hands down, my favourite part of the entire thing is just the logo at the beginning. Just really? that opening logo and music sting with a bit of VHS fuzz yeah. on it. It was that to me <laughs> it was my favourite thing out of the whole movie. Brilliant. Um Yeah, there's some really cool stuff in it. I, I like the fact that there was one of the, the old Nintendo game gloves. The power gloves, yeah. Power gloves.
0: And um the, the tech guys' computers were all mostly old spectrums.
1: Yeah. Um and I love the fact that the side scrolling fight Street Fighter style. Mm. I thought that was a really cool idea, where it just it literally just moves sideways as he goes along and mowing down you know, yeah, Nazis. Yeah, it's like um, what was it called? F- it wasn't Fists of Fury, what Streets of it? Rage, Streets of Rage. Yeah, no, no, not the other. There was another one. Final Fight, Final Fight. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and the other thing I really liked was the opening of the dream sequence is like the beginning of Mask, the cartoon. Oh, oh yes, because there is a whole.
0: Uh, like cell animated section, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's just that opening bit with the kind of the, the kind of really eighties style grid lines. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um I did love uh the product placement bit where he leaves a gigantic cell phone for the Valkyries <laughs> that have helped him out. Because yeah. okay. Should we try and do the story? You give it a go. It's
1: bonkers and I'm not sure I could remember it all. So
0: Kung Fury is a police detective. Yeah. Um, his partner is, well, cut in half in a very gory and very good visual effect mm-hmm. by a red ninja. Mm. Um, and then Kung, Fu- Fu- Kung Fury, before I could pull the trigger, I was hit by lightning and bitten by a cobra. <laughs> um, which gave it, which give him his Kung Fu powers. Yeah. Um, There's the fight with the arcade machine where he takes that down. Mm
1: -hmm. From his Lamborghini Gontash.
0: Yes. Obviously. Yes. By surfing on top of it at full speed. Yeah. uh, Etc. Adolf Hitler then enters the timeline somehow. Yeah. um, And it's decided that Kung Fury needs to go back in time to kill Hitler before he can turn up. But he goes back too far. Yeah. Ends up with some Vikings.
1: Yeah, it's all barbarians and dinosaurs.
0: Yeah, including a massively ripped old guy playing Thor. Yes. Who is just in like ridiculous shape. Yeah. Um, they do a stop hammer time joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then he gets sent back again, possibly to 1985. <laughs> I lost track. Yeah. Where he eventually fights Hitler, yeah, and the yeah. Valkyries and Thor turn up to help,
1: and and a Tyrannosaurus Rex,
0: and a Tyrannosaurus Rex,
1: yeah, and oh, and we forgot to mention his partner, yes, He's a Stegosaurus. oh a Triceratops,
0: yes, his new partners, are new triceratops.
1: Par- new partners a Triceratops for yes. no reason whatsoever,
0: yes, Triceracop,
1: Triceracop,
0: yeah, I thought actually
1: that the Triceracop uh, VFX were probably the best, like the best VFX in it. You think? Yeah, that like the animated head was uh, was really really good. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean it's just insane. It is absolutely ridiculous, and it's yes. a brilliant. Uh, it's a brilliant eighties pastiche. I it think even it, ends with a moral and everybody laughing. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I, like I say, I think it's it's one of the things. That, uh, it just needs to be shorter. I think.
0: Mm. Um, yeah, it either needs to be longer or shorter. It, yeah. it needs to be a feature with a. Fully fleshed out, coherent plot, or it needed to be 10 minutes.
1: Yeah, I always find, like, half an hour is a bit of a weird...
0: Unless it's something serialised.
1: Yeah, unless it's a TV serialised or a sitcom. Half an hour is a bit of a weird time length for something. I think short films, you don't really want to go over 10 minutes.
0: No, not really. Uh, Well, we've had that problem, didn't we? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Recently.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so you don't really want to go over 10 minutes for short, I don't think. Unless, you know... You're going to go for an hour or 90 minutes. But like I say, I think I think I would have really, really loved this if it had just been a trailer. Mm. Uh, as it is, I really enjoyed it, mm. but it's just, you know, felt it was Ridiculous long. fun,
0: but the wrong yeah. length.
1: Yeah, yeah. Pictures? Oh, yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's part of this I show. I forgot
1: the concept of the show. Yeah, well done. Um. It's fine.
0: So, I'm not even going to pretend that this happened organically. <laughs> no. Basically, we have found two films with the same name, and we're just we're wildly different. Yeah, uh, and we're going to pitch them to each other and then talk about on the next show, which will probably be in about two weeks' time. Providing I don't die in China, yeah, or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I'd love my voice back. That'd be great. Yeah, (laughs)
1: perhaps perhaps you can find like some old monk to teach you how to. Oh, that's a brilliant idea. Be better.
0: Yeah, maybe like. I was going to say t- something ridiculous like Tiger Vagina would... <laughs> well, you know, these kind of like crazy Chinese medicines. And then he said Tiger Cock. <laughs> yeah. um, so, uh, we are pitching Spellbound and Spellbound. Yes. Uh do you do you want to go in chronological order? Do you want to Yeah,
1: okay, I'll start? go first. Mine's gonna be really, really short, That's
0: fine.
1: mine probably is too. Yeah, mine's uh obviously the Hitchcock movie, um starring Ingrid Bourbon and um Gregory Peck. I'm gonna keep it really, really brief because this is one of those uh Hitchcock movies that it really is best to go in as cold as possible. Um uh, I'll kind of give you a little thing about what I like about it. One of the things I really like about it is that it has a very strong female lead. Wasn't
0: this made in like 1945 or something? 1946, I believe. Well, I'll close. Off the top of my head, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, very strong female lead in a well-respected profession.
0: Okay. Um. So already breaking boundaries for the late 40s.
1: Yeah, there are some... There are some 1945. Anyway, oh, really? right. There's some kind of, you know, she is a bit belittled by her male colleagues, which you would expect because that still happens today. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, there are some things she does that doesn't that don't really quite kind of fit in with the uh, the strong professional woman that she appears to be, right? Um, but basically, Ingrid Bergman plays a professor of psychiatry and she is at a um she's at like a an, an institute um where patients go and they're psychoanalyzed to try and understand mm-hmm. what what their issues are it was one of the first films about psychoanalysis mm-hmm. because it was a fairly not new thing but it was a, it was you know it was starting to gain traction as as a Uh, as a way of treating people with mental issues rather Mm -hmm. than just sticking them in a Victorian-style asylum. Um, So she works at this institute and the uh, lead head psychiatrist is leaving and a new one is taking his place. The new one that comes in is Gregory Peck. And then that's where I'm going to leave it. OK, because uh, I don't want to say any more than that, because, you know, you need to kind of just experience the story as it goes. Um, the other the other point worth mentioning is there's a dream sequence in it that was des- designed and inspired by Salvador Dali. Right. And he and Kit Hitchcock is intre- quite a bizarre thing. It's supposed to be 20 minutes long. It ends up being less than two, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but D- Dali kind of designed it all. And Hitchcock kind of okayed it all, but somebody else went and filmed it and directed it. Right. Um, so I think they kind of then had sign off on it, but they had very little to actually do sign off. The, yeah. Do the the with the mm. finished product. Um, but it's interesting nonetheless because it kind of brings in a, a sort of a surrealist element mm. that I don't think you really got in mainstream films then. I mean, there'd been things like like. Um, in Shenandoah and all that kind of stuff yeah. happening prior to it. And even some of the first experiments with mm. film were quite abstract. Um, but this is kind of it being used as a as a device. Within a mainstream within movie. Within a mainstream movie. Mm. Um, there's also a couple of really, really good POV shots. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a feeling Hitchcock may have invented the first-person shooter. Um, Amazing Yeah, so there's some really cool stuff in it uh, from a technical point of view as well as quite a progressive and interesting plot line Mm. Um, but
0: we'll talk all about that Good, well as we know from previous episodes some Hitchcock's hit with me and some miss
1: Yeah, I'd be interested to see where you sit on this one because I I think it's very good Mm. I don't think it's I I wouldn't say it's like one of his outright Mm. amazing best I'd kind of put it, you know above above average okay like, but, above but average like, Hitchcock yeah but not but not like the super top of the cream of the crop okay yeah
0: all right so to accompany above average Hitchcock i have spellbound from 2002 um this is a documentary following eight kids of very different backgrounds in their various attempts to win the 1999 American National Spelling Bee
1: right
0: um it's american teens in 1999 so prepare yourself for lots of zits, braces, round glasses, <laughs> and awful fashions. Right. Um, Nine million children start out in their school, town, and regional spelling bees. Right. 249 make the nationals, right. and one of those will win.
1: It's, it's incredible to think that Americans are so hell-bent on competition that, that they can turn spelling into a national sport
0: it the end of the final gets broadcast live on espn i mean or at least it did in 1999
1: that's just insane it's spelling yeah i mean wow
0: yeah um it's a film of two halves really the first 45 minutes is introducing the kids uh and the last 50 is the meat of the story once we've met our eight and Mm. they're in washington for the finals right um There's lots and lots of close-ups of uh, 12-year-olds pulling funny faces and then looking relieved. Right. (laughs) Uh, Some of the words they're given are just insane. Right. Like things you have never, ever heard of. Yeah. Um, And you will be amazed at how nerve-wracking and nail-biting watching a 12- (laughs) or 13-year-old child struggling to spell an eight-letter word is.
1: It's 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 crazy. I,
0: I love this film. I've seen it five or six times really? now. Yeah, um, I've been wanting to. This has been on my list since before we started the really? show. Wow, I, it's just taken this lot. It's now available on UK Netflix right. uh, and Irish Netflix if you're in Ireland. Right. Um, yeah, I've never been able to get hold of a DVD of it. Right. Um, I saw it. I saw it not long after it came out. I think mm. I rented it during its. DVD yeah. rental phase. Yeah, um,
1: I mean, I think it was in when I used to work in Blockbuster, we had a copy there. I just mm. never
0: got around to watching it. There are, there are some brilliant, mostly the supporting characters, mostly like the children's parents mm. uh, and some of the peripheral people around it are very Guestian, right? Very Guestian, and yeah. one of the mothers, the mother of one of the children, one of the girls she is a far side cartoon or something from office space. <laughs> right? She's, she's unreal. Um, yeah. Like I said, the children are all from different backgrounds. So there's like the girl who's, uh, of Mexican descent mm. from Texas. There are a couple of Indian children. There's a couple of Jewish children. Um, so they're from all over and all from like different places around the country as well. Right. Um, it's Really interesting, like I said, I've I loved it when I first saw it, and right. like I said, I've seen it four or five times since. Yeah. Um, it was nominated for the 2003 Best Documentary Oscar but didn't win, uh, but it did win at least one Emmy uh, and has a whole ton of other awards behind right. it. Uh, mm.
1: it's
0: in four by three because it was shot in 1999, right? Um, yeah, and it's just it's great just f- following all these awesome different stories and they're different methods of learning right yeah because uh,
1: i mean to me it always seems like it's it's like a one massive memory test
0: it kind of is you know and potluck
1: i uh, see i mean to be i mean as f- from what i understand of the american education system it is a just a giant memory test mm. which i guess a lot of
0: education well, systems a lot are. of the british education system is as well
1: yeah there's a bit i think I think when you, like, I mean, when we were doing schooling, I I had lots of like coursework stuff, which wasn't so much memory; it was more like create, do this thing, and present mm. it, rather than a standardised test. I, I, I mean, my spelling is terrible. I know. I'm well so, aware. I won't be. Uh, I won't be going on Countdown anytime soon after watching
0: that. <sighs> that's a shame. So, if you have seen spellbound and or spellbound. Mm. Um, you can send us a review in potted form on Twitter at HYS Podcast. Uh, we're on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Have You Seen Podcast. The website is Have You Seen.net and the email is podcast at net. Believe it or not, we still have a YouTube channel, youtube.com <laughs> slash <clears> HY <throat> slash HYS podcast, um, where you can find little videos of stuff that we both like that we're not going to do on the show because we both yeah. like it, but we think you should watch them. At mm-hmm. some point we'll do some more, yeah. one day, maybe.
1: Yeah. Well, if, I'm, <clears throat> if I have that time off for IVF stuff, I might have some time to do a couple of oh, I'll
0: try. There we go. Uh, oh, and you can also see the epic legendary mm-hmm. episode 100 mm-hmm. video on there. We like shares and likes on Facebook, particularly new show posts. We like retweets on Twitter, again, especially when you show tweets. We like reviews and raising on iTunes, especially those with lots of stars. Yeah. And we like your pitches for new films and reviews of stuff we've covered. Uh, thank you to Marta and Kenny for their pitches for the movies we covered this week. Mm-hmm. Thanks for everybody really listening. Uh, thank you to Upbeat Productions for letting us into the submersible. Thank you to Alexia Marne for his technical expertise. We no longer have a submersible manager, so no, he's doing gone. a pretty good job of managing himself by the look of it. I don't know why we employed him in yeah, the first place. And thank you to Nicola, the social media manager, for continuing to get us new followers on the Twitter. Yeah. Right. I've run out of energy and out of voice. Okay. and i probably need to have a very loud cough again soon, so I think we should probably sign off. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, We will be back with you, hopefully, in two weeks. Yeah. So keep... Hopefully. Arnold Schwarzenegger's robot total recall head in your mind. (laughs) Two weeks. Uh, (laughs) And, um... I guess we'll be back then with Double Spellbound. Yes. Lovely. Bye. Bye.